This is Real Estate Rookie, episode number 88. My name is Ashley Kerr, and I am here with my co-host, Tony Robinson, and we are back with another Rookie Reply. Today, this topic is very, very special to Tony, so I'm going to let him take it away because he's going to be the expert on this. Remember when you had to pay to get a lead's phone number? It was like the dark ages until Deal Machine made skip tracing a thing of the past. Now, with your Deal Machine plan, you'll get unlimited access to phone numbers and contact information for no extra cost. That's right. Get high quality, reliable information trusted by leading financial institutions, all fully compliant with the federal do not call list. Explore over 150 data points, including age, gender, marital status, occupation, and a ton more. Trust me, this is the data you need for off-market deals. With new filters, people flags, and color-coded phone numbers, lead management just got a ton easier. Ready to step up your investing game? Sign up for a Deal Machine plan today and gain immediate access to this unlimited treasure trove of contact information and phone numbers. Just head to dealmachine.com BP. Transform your lead generation and deal-making strategies with Deal Machine. Sign up today and start exploring the unlimited possibilities at dealmachine.com BP. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single-family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. Rookies, 2024 is the year to start protecting your rental properties with an LLC. But you don't have to do all the paperwork and filing yourself. Corporate Direct is your professional and affordable option for getting your LLC done right. They handle the state filings, draft your operating agreement, and act as your registered agent. They'll even help you comply with the Corporate Transparency Act, a new federal disclosure law affecting every real estate investor. Corporate Direct is a family business founded by attorney, author, and rich dad advisor Garrett Sutton over 35 years ago. Now, his son Ted is a licensed attorney working with him. Together, they've helped thousands of real estate investors form and maintain their LLCs and protect their assets. If you're trying to build a real estate portfolio, do not skip the LLC. Head over to corporatedirect.com slash biggerpockets to schedule a free 15-minute consultation with an incorporating specialist. Mention Real Estate Rookie and get a $100 discount on your formation. That's corporatedirect.com slash biggerpockets. So today we're going to talk about my favorite subject of all time, which is short-term rentals. But more specifically, I get a lot of questions from folks on Instagram, Facebook groups, wherever, about how to choose your market. Like people always say, where do I start? How do I know where to invest? So today I'm going to share with you four things that I look at when analyzing a potential market. And this is actually pretty timely for myself as well, because we're, we're actively looking for a third market to start investing in. So I'm going to share with you guys what it, it is that we look for. So 
the first thing that we kind of take a look at is seasonality. There are some short-term rental markets that are feast or famine, right? During the peak season, they're booked 100%, no vacancy at all. But then during the off season, you couldn't give it away for free if you wanted to. We like investing in markets that have a little bit more consistency and visitation throughout the year. So again, we're in Josh Tree, California. We're in the Smoky Mountains in Tennessee. And the difference between peak season and off season is relatively small, right? Like our occupancy doesn't dip to like 30% when it gets low. So we like the idea of consistent visitation because it helps manage your cash for a little bit better. You don't have to worry about coming out of pocket or going into your reserves to cover your expenses during the slow season. So that's one thing that's important to us. The second thing that we look for is we like investing in somewhat mature vacation rental markets. Both of the the markets that we're in, people have been visiting those places for decades and decades before Airbnb and VRBO were ever even ideas, right? And we like that because there's kind of this built-in infrastructure to support the short-term rental like businesses that operate there. And there's also, I think, People have already accepted that short-term rentals are a natural part of that market because people were already doing it before Airbnb and Verbo came along. So the mature vacation rental markets is important for us as well. The third piece, and it kind of ties in with the second one, is regulations. It's not necessarily that we're looking for places with no regulations, because I think if if the city that you're investing in has zero short-term rental regulations, it probably means that it's not a mature vacation rental market, because the mature vacation rental markets have already figured out how they're going to deal with and regulate short-term rentals. So what we look for are regulations that are favorable to short-term rentals regulations that, and it's not necessarily easy. I don't need a market where it's easy to get a short-term rental permit. And actually in some situations, I think it might be a little bit better to have markets where it's harder to get a short-term rental. Tony, where would people find out what those regulations are for the cities? How would they research that? That is a great question. So Airbnb themselves, like when you're thinking about whatever city you want to invest in, they usually have some kind of like legal or permit guide on their website. But You can just call like the city that you're looking to invest in and say, hey, who's in charge of the short-term rental permits? Usually it's like the planning department or planning commission. Sometimes it's at a city level, sometimes it's at the county level. So it depends on what city you're investing in. But if you just call up the city, say, hey, I want to get a short-term rental permit, someone in the planning department should be able to tell you what to do. Okay, awesome. Another question I had is price point, something that's important. Should people, before they even start analyzing the market, should they be looking if it's even in their price range? That's a good question. And you're absolutely right. So I guess the first, the very, very first step you should take is understanding what your purchasing power is, right? So how much down payment do you have available? What loan amounts are you able to get qualified for? And that will kind of dictate what markets you can invest in and what kind of properties you should be looking for. If you want to go invest in a eight bedroom cabin in the Smoky Mountains, you're going to need a million dollars to make that happen. And you know, if that's not in your toolbox, then maybe that's not the right market for you to go into. But if you want to buy a big house in, I don't know, Three Rivers, California, maybe there's a little bit more flexibility for you to do it there. So yeah, I think understanding your financing first and your purchasing power is probably a good first step also. Okay, awesome. One other question I had about that is, How long should you focus on one market or should people be looking at three different short-term rentals and throwing in offers in those three markets? Um, Or should you focus on one market and stick to that until you get a property, you build some properties in there and then move to another market? So I think what drives people to additional short-term rental markets is there's a couple of things. 
One is inventory. That's kind of what's driving us to look to new markets right now. It's just that there's very low inventory in the markets that we're currently investing in. And for the velocity of acquisition that we want to maintain, we're having a hard time doing it with just these two markets. So we're, we're understanding that if we want to continue to scale, we're going to have to add that next market. So that's one thing to look at is just available inventory. A second reason why people might expand to another market is uh, the returns might be better, right? Like if you've purchased, and this is kind of what we're seeing in our markets as well, is that the prices have gone up pretty aggressively in the last six months in both of those markets. So the $50,000 down payment that we had six months ago isn't producing the same cash on cash return that it was or that it is today. So that's another reason that the returns might change. And then the third reason that isn't as apparent is the financing. So we purchase all of our vacation rentals using second home mortgages. But the limitation with that is that you can only have one in every market that you invest in. So say that you're a husband and wife duo or you're a partner, you know, two partners. Partner one gets the first mortgage. Partner two gets the second mortgage. After that, you don't have the ability in that same market to get the 10% down vacation home loan. So what some short-term rental investors do is, okay, once they've maxed out their vacation home mortgages in a market, then they'll move to the next market and just keep repeating that process over and over again. So get your systems and processes in place first before (laughs) you start going in multiple markets. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So there's a lot of things to consider. And then I guess the last thing that I'd add to Ash is just to look at the investability in that market as well. And we kind of touched on it, but you want to see what is the ratio of purchase price to potential income. And there's a bunch of sites where you can kind of pull this data. Mash Advisor, Price Labs has market dashboards. AirDNA has a lot of data on these kind of things as well. But you want to compare what the purchase price is to the projected income and see if those numbers are if those numbers can help you meet whatever your cash on cash returns are. Some people might only want 20% cash on cash return. Some people might want their full investment back in the first year. So it depends on you, what your kind of risk profile is, what your desires are as an investor. Tony, what about exit strategies in these markets? As going in and you want to have a short-term rental, do you look at any exit strategies besides just renting it out as a short-term rental? Yeah. So, I mean, there's always the option to sell, right? If for whatever reason you feel like, Maybe the market's not moving in the direction that you want it to. You can always sell it. But the way that I approach it, and I can't recall if I've shared this in the podcast or not yet, but when I buy a short-term rental, I'm buying it as a piece of hospitality real estate. It's not a long-term rental. I'm not looking for tenants. I'm not even necessarily buying in markets where long-term rentals are even all that popular. In the Smoky Mountains, the vast majority of properties that you drive by are not long-term rentals. They are short-term rentals. They build communities of nothing but short-term rentals in the Smoky Mountains. Very similar concept in Joshua Tree. Like a lot of the properties that you drive by are short-term rentals. So that's my thought process when I buy any property that we're setting up as a short-term rental is that this is a piece of hospitality real estate, not a personal piece of real estate. And when Hilton or Marriott or Hyatt go out and build hotels, they're not necessarily asking themselves, will this hotel still work as an apartment complex? They're not saying, hey, we're only going to build this hotel if we can use the exit strategy of turning it into a big apartment complex if it doesn't work out, right? Like their first and main and primary business focus is building a world-class hotel and then giving their guests a world-class experience. So I use that same kind of mindset when I'm putting up my short-term rentals also. Tony, that's really great. And that's definitely unique advice that you don't always hear, but that works. 
that's working for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's doing all right for us. I don't know. Check back from the end. A, a lot couple of people years. always say, like a lot of people preach, make sure you have those uh, different exit strategies that you could flip the property, that you could rent it out as a long-term rental. And I think that looking for markets that you're going to be so secure that the short-term rental is going to work and always going to work is great advice. Yeah. I guess one of the things I'd add to you, right, is that you always do have the option to sell, right? If you're buying right Hopefully you have enough equity in the deal to where if you do need to sell even at a discount of what the current market value is, you still got a little bit of wiggle room there. So we've got in our cabins in the Smoky Mountains, we're probably at like 70% LTV right now. So even if we needed to sell at a slight discount, we should still be able to at least pay off our initial mortgage. Okay, great. Thanks for taking over that episode. <laughs> yeah, there's my, I had there, there's no, my... Value. <laughs> no value. No <I> value. <laughs> Well, thank you guys so much for listening to today's Rookie Reply. I'm Ashley at Wealth Room Rentals, and he's Tony at Tony J. Robinson. And we will be back on Wednesday with a guest in another episode. The market is changing and finding your way can be tricky. Rates shift, headlines whirl, but your goal hasn't changed. You want financial freedom. And the best investors know it's not about timing the market. It's about time in the market. If you're ready to get into the real estate investing game or take your game to the next level, finding an investor-friendly agent is your next step. With BiggerPockets Agent Finder, you can find the right agent in minutes. Just head to biggerpockets.com deals. Enter a few details about what and where you want to buy and boom, instantly match with an investor-friendly agent who fits the bill. These local market experts can help you navigate the neighborhoods, analyze the numbers, and take action with confidence once and for all. There's free resources only available at biggerpockets.com deals. Get an agent, get the deal, and get closer to financial freedom at biggerpockets.com deals. That's biggerpockets.com slash deals to find your investor-friendly agent today. The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only. Past performance is not indicative of future results, and all host and participant opinions are their own. Investment in any asset, real estate included, involves risk. Use your best judgment and consult with qualified advisors before investing. Only risk capital you can afford to lose. Bigger Pockets LLC disclaims all liability for direct, indirect, consequential, or other damages arising from reliance upon information presented in this podcast.